Hey, this week we talk about sports television programming, Jesus' publishing house, and leadership. It's Holy Ramblings. Welcome to Holy Ramblings, a podcast about the important and often humorous reality of living a Jesus-focused supernatural life. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. So glad to have you here back at Holy Ramblings. Uh, it's it's not been a while, uh, right. but it feels like it. I don't know. I missed you guys. I missed you, Jaunty. Um, I'm Thomas, by the way. That's Jaunty. I, I don't know. You can if you do it the other way. It looks like I'm just throwing my. Head. Well, actually, that, that's we're we're bopping our heads, and that's only useful for the like the ten percent of you that watch it on YouTube. Um, so yeah, watch YouTube. Hey, yeah, check it out. Geek Theologian uh, is the YouTube channel. You can watch it there. Uh, we make funny faces while doing this podcast. I mean, we just have <laughs> funny faces, and we do a podcast. Hey, uh, you know, I, you work with what the Lord gives you. I said right? podcast. I meant podcast. Sorry. I just when podcast I you, podcast we're we're talking to Gad and we're praising <laughs> the Lord and we're on a pit a pit kid I was like podcast pit kid kid um yeah <laughs> hey see any good movies lately any good television shows that you can speak of online uh you know what I'm guessing you watch something about like racing or sport that's my guess. Um, I mean, you are right. Uh, so I know drive to words. I love words. I love let's just, let's just listen to those words. I'm just going to, I'm just, this is now officially recorded on the podcast. And and that's really annoying me (laughs) (laughs) because you know me so well, Tom. Yeah, no, I, I didn't watch drive to survive because it annoys me. Um, because I'm too, I'm too much of a F1 fan now to like it, but I did watch the golf one because I'm not a, big enough golf fan to enjoy it i feel like if, if you like the sport you don't really want to watch the show because they're just going over it with like a weird storyline which wasn't maybe true um but if you don't watch yeah, the but, sport it's fantastic but there's always i mean sports kind of a wonderful thing because there's always some sort of story that can be inferred right it's not i mean it probably isn't there uh but like this so there's normally kind of like these these epic struggles between these titans of a sport world and one sport world titan is was going to achieve but now looks like it has faced hardship and another sport world titan is coming up to take its place but can the first sport world titan make sure that it can conquer once again and overcome adversary um, I think I mean, I just summed yeah, up every, I mean, that's pretty much it. Every. <laughs> but I do like that every sport's now like, you know, we should we should do this. <laughs> Getting loads of yeah. new viewers. Uh, did you see Don't Want to Curl Up and Die, the curling one? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't exist. But I think that, <laughs> but that would be wonderful. I mean, that would... <laughs> What was funny is the funny was the th- was the thought of you watching a curling thing, not the name, because for some reason just the name sounded like it fits the sport. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was. To be fair, curling was the hot thing. We had some friends over some recently, and they're like, "Hey, rumor has it that a curling is really popular in in London." And I was like, "Who told you this?" <laughs> Someone's no, been lying. It's just you. called like sweeping and mopping. Like we like we like cleaning. But but that being said, back really. in like I can't even remember what Winter Olympics it was, um, like curling kind of became this weird 
like phenom phenomenon. That's what it is. Phenomenon. Yeah. Um It became this weird phenomenon where like I remember being like transfixed on the curling possibly because I have no idea what, anything about it. Like, oh, yeah, the sweepy sweep guys. All right, here they come out again. Oh, sweeping fast, sweeping slow. Yeah, throwing out fast. the flibble bubble. And then, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, makes no sense, but it's wonderful. If you are a professional cutter out there watching this or listening to this podcast, do let us know how the heck They're it works. professional curlers. Just have a think about that for like two seconds. <laughs> I don't mean to say that negatively, but how cool is that? That we're in a world where, like, you know what? You love something enough, you can do it for a job-ish. Um, yeah, so if you're a professional cutter and you used to listen to Holy Ramblings, that's the way <laughs> I'm not, why I'm, Thomas I'm said that. That's so cool. Um, yeah. No, that's, I mean. What about you, man? But, Any good films? Any <laughs> uh, good films? No, I feel like I've done nothing with my life. Um, I've been cr- I've been incredibly busy lately. Um, I, we we, we watched the Truman Show somewhat lately, uh, somewhat oh, I love recently, the Show. Uh, and that was a brilliant film. Uh, like just great all around. I still um, I, I still love that, um, but I can't think. Did I watch anything else? Um, Kim and I are watching the X Files. Never seen it. Yeah, and neither had I. Um, so it's fun watching stuff from 1993. Fashion what, what? has not changed, actually. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. It's the, like it's all come back. back. It's very strange. Um, we're like, wow, these guys are so trendy and modern. Um, <laughs> but it's fun it? being scared by something that's 30 years old. Like there was an episode that just creeped us out. Uh, it's not like it's not graphic. It's not. It's just kind of like freaky. X Files. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't um, the theme um, that's, like, that's not it. It has a like exactly. That's where that part comes in. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was not yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know, but like subtly, I've been kind of noticing that like I just don't want to trust anybody. Like looking around, being like. Maybe, maybe yeah, they're, I mean, they're in on some sort of conspiracy. But equally, I come like from you America. Just a real just kind of, now, so <laughs> well done. Yeah, don't trust anybody. It. I just don't trust anyone. Yeah, uh, well, that's fair. Um, that, I mean, that's fair. Oh, nice. Well, you know, but yeah, you gotta trust. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. What? What? I don't know. Huh? You got. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the dangers of recording online is like the the half second delay when you just catch yourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. I'm not, I've not actually said any words this podcast apart from <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much my whole podcast. So what, if this is if this becomes our top rated episode, ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> no, that's not true. You you publicly shamed me against all the curlers, so I know you said something. All right, I'll, all right, I'll say something. Oh, fine. I shaved before doing this podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice a very shiny face. And because we don't do it two weeks in a row, if you see it next week, it will be, <laughs> it will you basically, got, I would have shaved exactly the same time before facial as well. infection. <laughs> um, yeah, I look like a giant baby. I feel like if I walked outside, someone's like, 
Do you want to fight? Do you want me to help you find your mom? I got, I got ID. So you said, day. do you want to fight? <laughs> I feel like a giant baby. <laughs> so if I go outside, people are like, hey, do you want to fight? And I'm like, wow, you, you it's rough where babies. you live. <laughs> yeah, you guys are. You. It's rough. Hey, look, come here, baby. I'll fight you. What you looking at? <laughs> that, yeah, that, got... That's why parents need to be around. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It's basically, uh, mum is nothing but a bodyguard around here, so... Um, I mean, that might yeah, be one ID of the more the underrated. What? Oh, sorry, man. No, I was just talking about how young I look. I got ID'd. I went to... You got ID'd? The store. I went to Tesco's, and I went to pick up a couple of boxes of beer, because some of my parents in would stay. And then they also love having, like, like some Haribo after dinner, like watching a film. So I picked up beer and Haribo. <laughs> I would card you. Oh. <laughs> I was like... I was like, pay for it. And they're like, yeah, we have to get some. And someone came and was like, come on. And I was like, no, I don't have any idea. I'm 30, I'm 31. And they're like, they heard my voice. And they're like, yeah, no, you are. They're fine. I was like, but it was. Look, only if you didn't do it. Then, oh, I swear, I'm 31. <laughs> it's me. Hey, I'm 31. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 31. Mr. I'm Mr. Lee's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I mayor of this I town. <laughs> Just picking up the Haribo for the kids. <laughs> it's like that scene in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> Card number, no problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. You should get a talk boy. I had a talk boy. Yeah. Like, back Although in the day, I had, like, one of those, like, tape... It was, like, a, it was basically a glorified tape player Walkman, but you could... It had a microphone on it. You could you could slow it down. It was basically the same thing. Um, I really wonder... They just must have made a product for the movie, and they were like, we will sell this. Like, this... I think they did, though, didn't they? they the, the product wasn't around before they shot it. I presume then, not. Yeah. Also, because it wasn't, like, designed like a thing. If you don't know what a Talkboy is, I highly recommend Googling it. But on that, uh, or watch Home Alone 2. On that note, this week, as you probably read uh, on some sort of title of the podcast, um, are you looking around for the title? That was. (laughs) I don't know why. I was like, is it it on my ceiling? Can I see it? Can I see it from here? Um, I figured it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about leadership. Leadership is just kind of a thing that happens. Uh, you know, some are born with it, some aren't. No, that's not how it works. Um, it's a ship we all get to sell. sail. Or sink. So. <laughs> leadership sink. is the one ship is guaranteed to sink. No. Um, no fairness, there's times. <laughs> like well, and so, so my, my general, my rambling thesis, right? Here, I'm, I'll propose it is um, I was talking to a good friend of mine, and, and she was writing a sermon. Uh, I was on authority. We had a great conversation, um, it, especially because I said the word she. Um, <laughs> doesn't sound like me. <laughs> you were for the friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were talking, and it made me think about a couple things. And uh, my story, uh, where I am currently, is uh, you know I was a youth pastor, was associate pastor, was acting lead pastor for a couple of years, and then uh, hit this wonderful reset button called <laughs> ordination training. And, and now Boom. I am an ordinand, which is uh, church slang for intern. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> don't you forget it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but it's fascinating to go from someone who makes all the decisions, for the most part, um, with uh, with within the leadership, and to someone who makes like none of them. Um, and so it's got me thinking, especially while talking to this person who's writing their sermon, uh, like the scope of authority, right? We talk about like spiritual authority or, or authority inside an organization. Um, who has the most agency and all those things. And I just really started, I was like, leadership is a weird thing. Like, it's just weird mm. sometimes. The fact that we just go like, I don't know who's in charge here. That person seems the loudest. Let's follow them. That, um, they're the ones. And so I, I figured, why don't we talk about what leadership looks like? What have we experienced in leadership, um, both in leadership and under leadership? Um, and and maybe talk about God's perspective on, on what leadership looks like. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good plan. Uh, Judgey, who is the is best it? associate pastor you've worked for? <laughs> Sorry, that was a little... There is so <laughs> he's, he's like, many I'm not other working. names above your name. <laughs> Well, let me get started. <laughs> Worked? I didn't work. <laughs> four? It four? wasn't yeah, four. Yeah, that, that definitely <laughs> wasn't true. <laughs> you, you guys lost me before that happened. Um, <laughs> no, I knew what I, I was. It was a very intentionally, clearly Cheeky leading and maybe inaccurate um, way to present that friend. information. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we yeah. never really had a moment where we had to figure out how that would be very specifically done um yeah we had a season I mean, in we which i was together. in charge but i was i i didn't feel the need to be like you you were kind of doing your thing I, as long as i could release I mean, when you, you into it that was it when you i mean there was only a couple months i can actually really remember where there was a couple yeah there was really we had to figure out how we were kind of leading together because at the time i was fairly established as the worship pastor and you were establishing yourself as this like associate pastor and actually no because you i mean when i <laughs> this was your i don't remember when did you no i'm thinking of when you took over as kind of the pastor like you've had those ops sorry i was thinking of the times when you took over as having like associate pastor in charge moments but yeah I yeah mean, we kind of <laughs> it's like man i was i was like man i'm pretty sure i was associate pastor <laughs> forever what john's is rewriting no no I was like, I don't actually remember what time you're talking about, but yes, yeah, I was. Uh, there was a sabbatical. I was, I was put in charge, but I didn't. I mean, I wasn't really in charge. In charge, you guys were doing. We were fun. kind of leading together in the same. Yeah, I was just place. I was there to take the blame when you guys did something. That was primarily. <laughs> yeah, and that was awesome. I yeah, loved that. Was that. primarily whose that... fault is this? I guess it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he lead that and twerk? <laughs> Um, well, my hips don't lie. But actually, that's it. So that we, we jokingly walked into a place of le uh, conversation of leadership. So so many times people think leadership is a way they can get done what they want to do, right? They're, they're un unhindered. They can do whatever they want. But I don't know about you, man. I've found a lot in leadership. Uh, often, it's um, I'm the one left kind of holding the bag. Uh, when, it, when it all goes wrong, so it's, whose fault is it? Well, it's going to be the leader's fault. Have you found this yeah. in, in your aspects oh, of leadership? Oh, totally. I, I don't think it's the free pass that people think if you're not in leadership or in a type of leadership. It's not that kind of like, oh, great, now I can just do anything. Wouldn't it comes with nice. a massive weight of responsibility. I think anyone that stumbles into it suddenly 
realizes very quickly how yeah how they've been given great power so they have great responsibility but i i but it's interesting because even with that like i mean i always think of spider-man he could clearly go well whatever i don't really care and like yeah he could just swing around and enjoy it like but i think when you're suddenly leading other people you can't like if you do that for too long you get called out <laughs> like no one's gonna call spider-man out unless he destroyed people <laughs> spider-man's your pastor we got bigger problems um <laughs> i think we got bigger problems, bro <laughs> but but actually that you touched on another great point of leadership and, and it's kind of the purpose of leadership right it's not like we we both mentioned it's not about just getting what you want done uh, oftentimes it comes with responsibility and unfortunately sometimes that responsibility is it, it things broken land up in your hands but the other thing you just mentioned I, that I actually really find interesting is you talked about the idea of leading people. And I don't know why in this modern age, the association between being a leader and the idea of leading people seems to have been separated. Like, first off, my dyslexic brain's like, what, where are we talking right, about? Here? Here's, here's where, here's what I'm saying. Right. Hey, me a in, picture. In, a, in a kind of strange way. Right. Imagine I, I, Imagine I'm an Instagrammer and I have like 15 followers and I'm telling people I'm an influencer. This is really hard to imagine. You know, this is, this is pretty much verbatim my life, <laughs> but like, the bone, mate. <laughs> but like, you'd be like, you're not an influencer. You're not influencing anybody. But oddly enough, we have a lot of people who are like, don't, I'm a leader. And they're like, all right, who's, who are you leading? <laughs> And you look around, and there are people who just want to be in charge, but really don't want to lead people. Hmm. And I find that a fascinating disassociation, that it's no longer about how you can lead people into being the best version of them, but it's become about how I can, be, not me personally, but how a, a person can be in charge and not actually lead people. Like, I've met a lot of leaders that just want to drag people. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it feels so true. I remember when I joined Christchurch, I had a word. She just before I joined, and the Lord Don't said, "Don't trust to me, the associate pastor." <laughs> I was like, "God, I know that one." Um, don't worry, I'll have a podcast with him, but I won't trust him. <laughs> I won't trust him much. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I remember saying, "Your job is not to lead the best; it's to lead the best." Like, I could be confusing when I say it. So as a leader... <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, lead the worst. Your job's not to lead the best, it's to lead the worst. I was like, wow, that's going to be a dark way to turn this. <laughs> <laughs> no, as a leader, as a worship leader, I think you kind of get that pressure of being like, well, if I'm if I'm the pastor, I need to be the best at leading worship in the church. And I thought the Lord basically be like, that's not about that. It's about you need to be the best. You need to be leading the best in worship. <laughs> like, leading the the people who are the best you, like you your job is to yeah. be under pushing them forward to being the best not about you and i, I love that like wow it's such a sacrificial place as a leader to not it's not about you it's about the the the, the, the holistic view of everything and, and i mean i wish i could have the kind of memory to remember a whole bunch of things but in our life that we've we've chatted about these things a lot it's that kind of idea of like wouldn't it be great to make the story of the people I'm leading greater than my story. 
Like, if I can do anything to make sure the people who I'm leading are remembered better than people remember me, then I'm doing an RA job. Like, it's not about making my story known. It's about helping these people write their story. And that's that's leadership, yo. And I, I so I'm always struck by, um, here's a case in point, I don't know his name, um, but there's a story of the kind of local farmer that brought Billy Graham to a, a like a tent meeting so he like picked him up in his pickup truck and he, he was billy graham was this kind of like boy known around town he was a little bit of a rebel but this farmer guy picks him up and is like hey we're, we're going come on in and he jumps in the back of the pickup truck and they drive out and that's where billy graham gets saved and this billy graham has you know he's billy graham um has this huge worldwide ministry but i can't remember the guy's name case in point who, yeah, who, but he, without him, without him choosing to see someone and go, hey, I'm going to invest in you, that that story wouldn't be there. So that's, those types of leadership models are always in my head. And I mean, I highly recommend like Simon Sinek. He's, he's great, great person to read about leadership. And, and uh, I like kind of the way he goes about that. Um, I'm sure there are other amazing leaders. Here's one of the things I did note. I think we have, uh, an, an overabundance of leadership books. I, I don't think anyone needs to write any more leadership books. But if you don't write it, then you can't make money. So but what are you going to do? It's gotten that? to the point where I feel like leadership books are like, hey, I tried this thing once and it worked for me. <laughs> like, That's, yeah. Here's a book about it. Yeah. Well, here's at least a chapter about it. The rest of the book's not. I think I think there's just altogether too many books out there. <laughs> Smoking like a true dyslexic. Me, me and Johnny are like, yeah, books, books. I'll come for your books. Actually, you're brilliant with audiobooks. So, like, I'm not. I'm awful with all kinds of books. I'm actually not. I listen to a lot of the same ones as on repeat because I can't be bothered to pay for an audible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. So, so there you go. As far as coming back to leadership, because I could get lost in audiobooks. Um, one of the things that I've I've kind of noticed about like my scenario is I would imagine, and hopefully you'll attest to this, I don't know. I would have imagined, okay. at least for the most part, I, I tried to be an ego-free leader. Like it wasn't really all about me and my, like I tried to live in a way that wasn't, yeah. it wasn't all about me being the leader <laughs> at all times. I attempted. Maybe. Um, thanks for that. Again, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. But when I when I stepped down from senior leadership into a kind of like subservient position into this ordinary position, I was surprised at how quickly my pride inside me wanted to like scream, like, "What are you doing? Why isn't anyone listening to you?" And I was I was so shocked by that because that's not I never thought about that when I was leading I was never like how dare you question my authority like I didn't care like I was like I I have the authority I don't need to fight you for this it's it's either going to happen <laughs> or it's not like I don't know. um so so now like when I'm in a position and I'm not like like it's not awful where I'm at I'm just not in charge um I was very surprised at how quickly like my, my, my flesh basically like hated like having to like give up all that because my mind was pretty e easy on that. But actually there was a place where I was like, but I want to be in charge of everything. Um, and I was just kind of shocked. I didn't know that was in me. And, 
And, and it, for the first time it, in a long time, because I've been in leadership for a, a long while, um, it was the first time I really had to come to terms with, with what it feels like to kind of be a leader who's not leading. Mm. Um, and that's really it's got tough. me thinking about, yeah, it's got me really thinking about everyone. Because uh, truth be told, if you're listening to this right now, you are a leader in some way, shape, or form. Because this is now a leadership podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because it worked for us. Um, I'm selling a book. That's (laughs) worked for me this one time. No, but the truth is like all of us carry that authority that that Jesus has given us by the Holy Spirit. So if you're a Christian, you carry authority in the places you're in, whether it's your family, your house, your job, whether you're the CEO or the janitor, whether you're the vicar or the ordinand, you carry authority some in some way, shape, or form. And the question is not, do you get to impose it? But the question is, how are you going to release it? Um, because there's always someone who needs the authority you're carrying to be released to them so they can do something. And, and so... Oh, that's a good point. Um, for I was going to question your point there. And then yeah, I was like, I'd, I'd, I'd get there eventually. It's called holy ramblings, <laughs> man. Give me space. Um, <laughs> but it's like, uh, I mean, in my context currently, without going into too much details, because that seems unfair, but like um, trying to build people up in an environment where I don't know very many people, but trying to find people who I'm like, hey, I can release this to you. You can actually invest in the church. You can be responsible. You can have authority. You can have a space to grow here. Because I'm like, I mean, I have such a limited collateral at the moment, but actually what I do have, I'm happy to give out. I'm happy to give away. Not because like, it's not things. It's not like I, like I'm giving out the Tom Sawyer, making his friends whitewash the fence. Um, it's, it's authority. It's, it's input, it's ideas, it's, it's agency. Um, if you're a leader and you can only delegate tasks, then that's not really leadership. That's just management. Um, if you're a leader who can give out yeah. authority and input and agency, that's leadership. And that's really hard when you feel like you might not have very much. Mm. Um, and I, again, I did, I took that for granted. I think in this season, I've suddenly realized like, I don't have that much authority, um, in the kind of, I, I have a lot of spiritual authority, but in the sense of like where I'm at, what I can like, you know, this, I, I'm going to say this, it's probably going to happen. I don't have that kind of authority, but what I do have, it's interesting to go, who can I give this to? So like we're redoing a room or doing something uh, in the church. And I'm like, all right, I, I don't need to be the one who makes all these decisions. Like, I don't need to be the one who's put my mark on this church. Um, so who can I, who can I entrust in this? Who can I hand this to? Who can I help release into this? I think it's, I mean, it's interesting though, isn't it? Cause it's, um, I think what you said a minute ago is really key that I, I think we so quickly confuse leadership with management. And I mean, in this day and age, most leaders that are renowned leaders are business owners. You know, it's, it's managers, it's the Richard Branston, it's the, well, for a time, Steve Jobs, you know, it's, it's that kind of like, and, and we so confuse the two that actually the understanding of what leadership is, is something far more accessible for everyone. Yeah. And uh, so that's an interesting point. I don't mean to, to bad mouth him. I actually have quite a lot of admiration for Steve Jobs, but 
is Steve Jobs, would would he be classified as a leader by the way we're defining it? Well, well actually, uh, maybe not, probably not. Like if you if you you found the people who were around him, a lot of them report saying he was very controlling, very very micromanaging, very hey, very passionate, very like clever. But as far as like that ability to release people into their own space, that is not is not the Steve Jobs we hear about. Um, but he managed hmm. Apple so well. Like he made they make well, great products. Greatest but, manager. But, sure. but they like you, you raise a great question. Now I'm pondering like, is why do we assume that that's what leadership looks like? Cause yeah. Cause it's sexy. Jesus had a small business, right? 12. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesus was running a small business, that thing tanked. <laughs> it like lasted three years and there was no building. <laughs> he was, uh, working with a publishing company. Um, it didn't really take books. off till after he died. Um, I mean like. I mean, he raised these, uh, you know, within his within his group. He definitely you know, released, you know, five or six, seven great authors. Um, yeah, not to be confused. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it was a it was a publishing house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that was oh. a tech from. <laughs> so what I mean, because I'm aware, you know, we'll be wrapping up in a minute. But like, what would you say to so somebody listening? listening to our cracking voices why you're so popular it's not me (laughs) oh yeah it's not me me. i'm not that there's there's only three people who text you (laughs) it's not me (laughs) mom (laughs) um what would be the thing to kind of take away from this like uh, because we can talk so out there about leadership and management and and films you know what, what, what was <laughs> one of your takeaway um i think that i think that so jesus and luke says this right and i have it over here luke twelve forty eight. he says to everyone who much is given much will be required and to him who is entrusted much they will demand even more and this kind of idea that actually um God's placed something in each of our lives, whether it's a little or a lot. He's given us authority. He's given us his authority. Um, That's such a powerful thing. Now, whether you are leading a church or you are just someone who has a nice life and an apartment, a cat, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really matter who you are. But, like, I'm trying to go, like, look, you don't need to be the CEO. You don't need to be in charge. You don't need to be a boss. You don't need to be someone with authority that the Lord's given that authority to. The question is, what are you going to do with it? The question is, how can you best manage that authority? I often mm-hmm. think about the the parable of uh, the talents, right? The, so, you know, someone gets 10, someone gets five, someone gets one. And the person who takes the 10 goes invested. The person who takes five goes invested. And the person who gets one, it's like, hey, look, I'm scared of what to do with this. So I'm going to hide it. And when the, the owner comes back and is like, hey, what what did you do with the money I, I gave you? They're like, hey, I hid it so it's safe. And the, the thing that always caught me off guard as a kid is the response from the, the, the kind of master is you wicked servant. Like, it's not like, well done, you made sure it was safe. It's you were a wicked servant. You were afraid to actually do something with this. 
And I want to encourage anyone who's listening. I want to re-encourage myself and, and maybe even you, Jaunty. Who knows if you listen to me? Um, <laughs> but like God's entrusted you with something precious, whether it's a, a 10 talent uh, portion of authority or a one talent portion of authority. It starts somewhere. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to invest it in the people around you? Are you going to see them become the kingdom and understand their potential in Christ more and more? Or are you going to hold on to it because it's scary to share it? Um, so that's be a leader, but not with a leadership book. Don't go out and buy like 15 different leadership books talking about how to be the next big CEO. Be a leadership by start being a, be a leadership, be a leader in leadership by starting with love. Love someone who's near you. Pour into them. Invest in them. See them strengthened. See them equipped. See them realize a dream. That's awesome. And just following on from Thomas's point, uh, look in the description. There'll be 15 links to books <laughs> on how to be the best. I've CEO. written all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dante, I've talked a lot. My, my throat's feeling so hard. Will you pray for us? I will. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you that we can all love. Thank you that we can all um, honor and lead and 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 grow and and um, encourage, Father. Jesus, just we pray, Father, that you give us uh, really amazing insight and revelation on how we can do that more, how we can do that in our everyday, and that you would we would just see your kingdom advanced and your people blessed through our actions and our words. God, we bless every listener. We bless each other and any funny faces Thomas is making me right now. In Jesus name. Oh, man, you I behaved. Were. I behaved. I shut my eyes just in case. This was wise. This was oh, wise. But um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope that you've taken what we said to heart and uh, I, yeah, we bless the authority you carry. Uh, Use it wisely. Use it wisely. Do it. <laughs> Do Absolute it power. Um. <laughs> so, right. So this is my turn now to mark this up. You can follow us on Spotify and TikTok and Instagram. And I don't think we're on TikTok. I can't remember what we did. We're not no, on TikTok. Not. Don't follow us on If no. you're following Holy Ramblings don't on TikTok, that. I can guarantee don't you it's not us. It's not us. Not but us. we are on Instagram. Not like we, are. we could do more. We should do more on Instagram. <laughs> I can't remember the spill. What's um, the spill? But yeah, you spill. can listen to us on all good podcasting uh, channels. There it is. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, and on YouTube, uh, Geek Theologian. Um, yeah. Um, and I would love to hear from you. So you feel free to always reach out to us on any of those platforms that we can get uh, feedback from. Feel free to like. Uh, it helps us get the word out more about the podcast. Share it with all your friends and have an amazing couple of weeks. We release fortnightly, so we'll talk to you again in about two weeks' time. Yeah, looking all fresh, and I would have just shaved it then as well. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao.